0: Salvation and blessings over everyone's life that are tuning to receive the word of God, the unadulterated truth this morning. Amen. We will invite our young uh, music minister and psalmist Daniel Yabo, um, to lead us in praise this morning. Amen.
1: Thank you, First Lady and Pastor. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, that is who you are. A waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who I worship you, you are here, mending every heart, I worship you, I worship you, that's why you are a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, lying in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, 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 oh. waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, my light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. You're a waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, my light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Oh, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, my Promise Keeper, my Light in the Darkness, my God, that is who you are. 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 are. Milk worker. That is who you are. You're a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, my light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. You're working, sing with me. You're You're working, you're working, you're working. You're working, you're moving, you're working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keep from a light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Oh, whoa. whoa. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who you are. Oh. oh a miracle worker, promise keeper, my light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. A way maker, miracle worker, a promise keeper, my light in the darkness, that is who you are. oh. oh, oh. Waymaker, promise keeper, my light in the darkness. Sing with me. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. One last time before we hear our sermon. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, that is who you are.
0: Hallelujah! yes. In the name of the Lord, God bless you. Um, music maestro, um, young psalmist and music minister, Daniel Yeboah, God yes. bless you. And we also uh, thank God for our technical support team. Uh, minister Kevin, uh, uh, Minister Elijah, aspiring ministers of God, and Joshua, and, and Esther, we ask God to bless you guys, continue to give you wisdom Amen, and grace and Amen. favor in all your dealings in life. Well, it's time to present the word of God this morning. And I have a word entitled, God will make a way of escape. I don't know what wow. you're going through, what situations you're dealing with, but this morning's message is to assure you, And to let you know that God will make a way of escape. If if he has done it before, he will do it again in your life. If God has delivered us from a pandemic before, he will do it again in this season, this time that we are in. Because we always refer to the uh, bubonic plague in the 1900s and we came out of it. So we are are that god will make a way of escape Amen. and we are going to first samuel chapter 19 we've been dealing with um david and how um he assumed the throne of israel even when his name shouldn't have been anywhere around there but god strategically as god is strategically positioning us in this season of crisis to be part of the great things that he's doing and to also experience a great and a mighty blessing in our life. So when we look at um, first Samuel chapter 18 verse 10 if we have to go back uh, 10 to 11 it says now it came about on the next on the next day that an evil spirit from from God came forcefully on Saul and he wrapped madly inside his house while David was playing the harp with his hand as unusual. And there was a spear in Saul's hand. Yes. And Levi, could you read it, what did What did Saul do with the spear in his hand? Amen. Verse
2: 11, it says, um, Saul hurled the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. Yes. But David evaded him twice. Yes. Amen. And
0: what twelve and and twelve, right? Yes, Pastor. Twelve.
2: Verse twelve says, "Now Saul was afraid of David yes. because the Lord was with him, Hallelujah. but had departed from Saul. Yes. So Saul had David removed from his presence and appointed him as his commander of a thousand. Wow. And he publicly associated with yes. the people. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Now he he gained the understanding that the Lord was no longer with him." But the Lord was with David. Why? Because as attempt that he made when David was not aware that he was going to kill him, but God was able to make a way of escape for David to escape that death, the first instant. And so when we go into First Samuel chapter 19 onward, it was David running for his dear life because Saul now has made a decision to end his life and kill him. Hallelujah. David have every reason of despair. Mm-hmm. How did David keep his sanity under Saul's assault? Mm-hmm. Because in his own ability, he had to flee and escape. And this phrase occurs three times. David have to flee and escape when we go into First Samuel chapter 19. He had to flee and escape three times. Sometimes in our work with God, we, uh, bad things can happen when we least expect it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, because David never expected this um, death assignment on his life after victory, killing um, Goliath and giving the people of Israel uh, liberty from the hands of their um, of the attackers and enemies. But here he is facing death and running and tra- escaping for his dear life. But what do we do when the bad things happen, mm-hmm. when we least expect, when we fall into a predicament, when we fall into a tunnel, a situation, when darkness descends upon our life and we cannot experience life? We are to hold fast to the word of God. The word of God contains the promises of our faith. Our trust and our belief in God is because we are expecting the promises of God to be manifested in our life. And then we know that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. We have to be at a place of knowing. Even as we hold on to the word of God, we will be at a place of knowing that, he who is in us, the God in us, the power in us is greater than he who is in the world. First John chapter 5, verse 45. First lady, could you read that for us?
2: Yes. For everyone born of God is victorious yes. and overcomes the world. Yes. And this is the victory that has conquered yes. and overcame the world. Uh-huh. Our continuing, persistent yes. faith yes. in Jesus, the Son of God. Who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world. Yes. It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the son of God.
0: Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus liveth in us, those that have come to him for our salvation. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the one in us and Satan and his forces of darkness operating against us in the world. We are of the world, but not we are in this world, but we are not of the world, we don't belong to the world. Since we have been engrafted into the kingdom of God through our salvation, through our salvation, we are partakers of the things that the kingdom of God promises, and we are in the kingdom of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 9. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and lady, let you could read that for us.
2: Do not be anxious or worried about anything. Yes. But in everything, every circumstance and situation. Yes. by prayer and petition yes. with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known Hallelujah. to God. Mm. And the peace of God that reassures the heart. Yes. That peace which transcends all understanding. Amen. That peace What stands guard over your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus is yours. Yes. Finally, believers, whatsoever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute. Yes. If there is any excellence, Uh if there is anything worth of praise, Mm -hmm. think continually on these things. Mm -hmm. Center your mind on them mm, and implant them in your heart. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things in daily life. And the God who is the source of peace. And
0: well-being will be with you. Hallelujah. So build these things in you. And that is what is going to give you the strength, the knowing that God is in you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The hope of all glory. God is in you in time of persecution. And that is your hope to bring what? Glory Mm -hmm. out of what you are experiencing. And what are the ways of David's escape? What was some of the ways that David used to escape from Saul um, to kill him? First Samuel chapter 23, verse 4. Um, let us know that God did not let the plans of Saul to kill David materialize. He said, David stayed in the wilderness in strongholds in the hill of the country, wilderness of Zip. Saul searched for him every day, but God did not hand David over to him. God did not hand David over to Saul, because God is with him, and David knew it. It looked like David was operating in his own ability to escape, but being the anointed child of God, God made it possible for all his plans to work out. So every plan that saw instituted or initiated, God made David's plan to escape work out. Hallelujah. So even in time of our persecution, we, we depend on God to make a way of escape for us. We should know that the times of severe attacks, God is with us. Hallelujah. The times of severe attack, God is with us. And that is how David was able to come up with most of the Psalms that we we'll read today. Psalm 23. David went through, and God brought him out because he knew that God was with him. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. And I shall not want. He maketh me what? To lie down beside green what? Pastors. Pastors. Yes. Ha, and he restores my soul. Ye do, uh, it says, and, and, and he leads me beside the path of righteousness. Yes. Hallelujah. Ye do what I walk through the valley of the shadow sure. of okay. death. I will not fear sure. any evil yes. for thou art with me. Yes. Thy staff and thy rod, they comfort me. Yes. And thou prepares what? A table before me in the presence of Amen. my enemies, hallelujah. She, yeah, I anointed my head with oil, yes. and right after yes. that, what? My cup ran over, yes. and I will dwell in the house of the Lord, hallelujah, Amen. forever and ever. Amen. And could you believe that is the, the, the inspirational creed for life with Church of God in Christ? Mm-hmm. And there's also yeah. a song, sing unto the Lord a new song. But how can you sing unto the Lord a new song if God has not brought you out of a situation? How could your heart sing to God a new song to praise his name, to glorify his name, to bless his name, to declare his mind, to declare his His power, and to testify about how good God has been unto you, even as David did in most of his psalms? David recalled how almighty God has shown his power through his persecution, through his difficult, challenging, trial time. Even when death was knocking on his door, through the assault of Cain David never gave up. But he went through with the anointing of God upon himself. Now let's look at the ways of David's escape in 1 Samuel chapter 19, David's wife, Micaiah, helped him to escape when her father, King Saul, sent men to kill him. First Samuel chapter 19, David sent, Micaiah was King Saul's daughter, who was married to David. But Saul used it as a means to try to kill his own son-in-law. And maybe that's also part of the reason why he gave his daughter to David to uh, marry. And the second way of escape, three groups of messengers were sent because news came to King Saul that David had escaped and he was in the company of some prophets. And I believe in Shiloh, if that's the right name. And so King Saul sent groupings of messengers, the first set of messengers, when they got there, they began to prophesy. I think he went to somewhere in the, in the school of prophet. And so he, the group that had been sent to capture David for, to, for Saul to kill, they, the power of God went over their life and they began to prophesy. And he sent a second group, and he sent a third. Now he went himself. And the power of God hit all of them, including King Saul, Who was filled with the devil began to prophesy to hallelujah. The word the Lord said he took all his clothes and his shoes off and lay prostrate and began to prophesy. Hallelujah. But what was God doing? God was using that circumstance as a way to give David a way of escape. A block their access to David, the anointed, the power of God came over these people, and it blocked them from catching David to kill. The third way of escape, due to Jonathan's love for David, they entered because in First Samuel chapter 18, we read about how um, God put the love of David in the heart of Jonathan. Hallelujah. And that was part of the um, jealousy that uh, came upon Saul's heart and wanted to kill David because he knew that the throne has been taken away from his son, Jonathan, and was being given to David. He perceived it. So his plan was to uh, eliminate David before God's plan came uh, 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 came to manifestation in his life. So Jonathan, Saul's son, came into a covenant, they cut a covenant that they would take care of each other to the end of the world, whatever world they were living in. They would take care of each other that as brotherly love to the end of the world. And you will also read that um, King Saul also did the same when they went into the same hiding where. Um, David and his men were unaware King Saul went in that cave to rest. And that was an opportunity for David to kill Saul. But David did not touch Saul, but just cut a piece of his rope, which he showed to Saul during the day to show him that God gave him to kill him. But him being a child of God and knowing that the anointing of God was on King Saul, decided not to kill him, even when his men were pushing him to kill him. And so Saul also asked David not to uh, obliterate his descendants, but to remember his descendants. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, um, um, in the third escape, um, there was the time of a festival where all the Kings, leaders, and all that shelf in the in the king's entourage were to meet the king for 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 a meal that was prepared. That's how the, the first move festival was celebrated. But David, knowing that King Saul had plans in his heart to kill him, they had to come out with a plan for Jonathan, who did not believe that, to check his father's heart to see if what David was saying is true. And indeed, when David was not on the, uh, on the third day at the bank of well in 1st Samuel chapter 19, huh, Saul was angry and Jonathan uh, kind of ex- uh, re- revealed the plan that they had, mm-hmm. that they have, they have put together behind the scene to give David an excuse not to be there, mm-hmm. that he had an emergency with family and was going to Bethlehem, and he needed a permission to go. And Jonathan told his father, King Saul, that he had given David permission to go. And King Saul was not happy about it. And the thought that he had was came in the open. And Jonathan had to argue with the father why his plans was to kill David. And when you read 1 um, Samuel chapter 19 going, that's when um Jonathan, they had agreed for the sign of David to uh, leave, was to hide somewhere. And Jonathan was going to be throwing arrows in the field. And a young man was going to pick the arrow. And at the point where um, Jonathan wanted David to know that, yes, it's true. My father wants to kill you, but to escape. Yes. Uh, would depend on what um, Jonathan said. And that gave David another way of escape, hallelujah. Amen. So David, King Saul wanted to even kill his son, Jonathan. But, the, but Jonathan was also able to swerve the, the, uh, the, the spear that the father held at him. And the father was very angry. And he said it right there, that you fool, this man is taking the throne that you were supposed to be. The king, he's taking it away from you, and you are happy. Hallelujah. But it was because of the brotherly love, the covenant that they have. Let's look at First Samuel chapter 20, verse 16. It says, so Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David. He added, may the Lord require it at the hands of David's enemies that it is hold them accountable for any harm that they inflict on David. And so they made a covenant that they would take care of each other. Now Saul's kinship came to him easily. Saul's kinship, when the people of Israel needed a king, God appointed Saul yes. when he wasn't even ahead of, aware of it. He was on his way uh, looking for a ship that uh, has gone missing from the fold of his father's ship. And when they went to consult Prophet Samuel to give them revelation of where they could find a ship, that is when Prophet Samuel let him know that God has chosen him to be the king of Israel. So when they saw those, Saul was chosen to become the king of Israel, and from the first instant he did not struggle and that is why he was careless in his way, doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. He disobeyed God's way and he lost the uh, the, the kinship. And even the kinship being um, transferred to uh, his bloodline, that that was disconnected and it was shifted and given to David. Hallelujah. This is in line with the old other who says, good things don't come on a silver platter. Good things don't come on a silver platter, And so David had to go through these persecutions to prepare him to become the next king. God has to build them, shape and mold him so that David did not commit the same carelessness, disobedience, and mistake that King Saul did. And this is the reason for some of our persecutions that God uses to position us, hallelujah, Mm -hmm. in him, to establish our faith in him, to anchor us in him, that we will be unshakable, we will be what? Um, Unmovable in the face of attacks, in the face of trials, in the face of tribulation, in the face of our deepest crisis, sorrow, tears and wilderness, we will hold on to that faith when it's our trust and believe in the Lord. Be firm in your faith by submitting to God. Be firm in your faith by submitting to God. First Peter, chapter 5, verse 6 to 9, talks about our submitting to Mm -hmm. God. Submitting to God so that we'll be able to what we submit. It says. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Set aside thyself, righteous pride, so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time, at the appropriate time in God's God's own hands, because we easily give up in the face of trial, tribulation, difficult, challenging, persecutive times, that God is using to shape our faith and, and, and establish us in him. Hallelujah. Seven says, casting all your cares, all your anxiety, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Be sober, well-balanced and disciplined, and be alert and cautious at all times that the, that Enemy of yours, the devil, prush around like a rolling lion, fiercely, angry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. You can only resist the devil when your faith in God is strengthened. Yes, yes. You can only resist him <coughs> when you have submitted to God and you are casting all your curse on him. Hallelujah. And knowing that he cares for you, so that when the devil who is seeking after you, press like a lion, even though he's not a lion, mm-hmm. bringing lies, hallelujah, the end devil operates through lies to win us to him, that you will be able to know the truth is in you through your faith yes. to resist him of all his life. Be res- uh, re- but resist him, be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. It gives you the grace to wait on God to bring his promises to pass in your life, whatever we are experiencing now in our world today. We are to know that every level of promotion comes with a spiritual opposition. Mm-hmm. Every level of promotion as you are praying for God to increase you, to enlarge your territory, to make a provision and every level that takes us to a different dimension of blessing comes with some type of level of opposition. Hallelujah. Like David, we cannot just badge. Uh, into the blessing after killing our giants, mm. hallelujah. David killed Goliath. You might be experiencing some giants in your life, some giants in your life, hallelujah. That is the sin in you that prevents you from uh, 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 walking in righteousness and walking in obedience to the word of God. Once we overcome that giant, hallelujah, we expect to buy straight into the blessing. No, but to achieve real and lasting victory, hallelujah, in our hearts, we need to go through the process of refinement. To achieve the real and lasting victory in our hearts, we need to go through the process of refinement that comes from entering and abiding in the wilderness. So, David. Right after killing Goliath and being persecuted by King Saul, ran most of the time living in all places, dry places in the wilderness. But God was using it to refine. So God uses our persecution that we experienced to refine us. Mm. We, like gold, when we come out of the refinery, gold is dark from the deepest uh, of the earth And when it comes out, it is not the pure gold we see, like what I have on my wrist, but it has to go through fire. Mm. It has to go to a level of heat to refine it, to give us this shiny color that we see as gold. So God takes us through that same refinement through persecution, hallelujah. Otherwise, we'll end up being like the, the same people that God is dethroning to give us that position. Or we'll end up being worse than them, or those that uh, God is taking from their way to give out that blessing, like the issue of David and King Saul, or, or those that were radical. One may ask, why did God allow David to be persecuted by King Saul. Mm-hmm. If the man has struck this a great victory for Israel and has declared the glory of God over God's enemies and the whole world, why would God allow him to go through such a terrible time when his life was on the edge to be extinguished by King Saul? But sometimes we also experience the same as I speak to you, beloved. We go through and we experience persecutions of various kinds. You fall sick. Your children fall sick. Your car breaks down at the same time, one after the other. That's when you know God is about to do something great in your life. You fall sick. Your children fall sick. Your wife falls sick. Your husband falls sick. Your mother, your family, everybody getting sick. Your car breaks down. You run out of money, career challenges all of a sudden, lies being told about you, people lying about you, people gossiping about you. You experience some crisis in your relationship. Your business is lacking breakthrough, most especially when all this is of a chain effect, one after the other, within the same time, the same season, you know you are going through a persecution. Mm -hmm. That is a sign of a persecution. And God is going to be doing. And also, it should be a sign to you that you are about to be lifted to a a higher dimension of blessing. For the word of the Lord says, the blessings of the Lord make us rich and ask no sorrow." And this type of persecution is called the Job experience. The Job experience. Hallelujah. Job experienced the shame in the book of Job, chapter one, verse six to twenty-two. It's a long verse which we cannot read all, but I want you to uh, use it as a, a, a Bible study to read. To read Job chapter one, verse six to twenty-two, uh, just the beginning. Can you start reading uh, from six? I'll tell you to stop at the point.
2: Okay. Now there was a day when the sons of God, angels, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Yes. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? Then Satan answered the Lord, <clears throat> Yes. from roaming around the earth mm. and from walking around on it. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered and reflected on my servant Job? Mm. For there's none like him on the earth a blameless and upright man mm. one who fears god <clears throat> yes and abstains from and turns away from evil yes then satan answered the lord Does Mm. God fear, does Job fear God for nothing? Yes. Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and Mm. his house Mm. and all that he has Mm. on every side? Yes. You have blessed the works of his hands and conferred prosperity and happiness upon him. Yes. And his possessions have increased in the land. Mm. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has, Mm. and he will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that Job has is in your power. Mm. Only do not put your hand on the man himself. Hallelujah. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Satan allowed to test, I'm sorry. Um, So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Now there was a day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. Mm. And a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were feeding beside them, and the Sabians attacked and swooped down on them and took away the animals. Good. One they also killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger while
0: he was still while he was speaking. Still speaking the same season, same time.
2: Wow. While, while he was still speaking, another messenger also came and said, The fire of God, lightning, has fallen from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you.
0: Hold a bit. Why is it that one person always
2: escapes
0: to to inform him about it? Why is that so? uh, Can you ask yourself that question? Why is it that through it all, somebody escapes to come and inform Job about what has happened, go ahead.
2: While he was still speaking, another messenger also came and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and have taken them away and killed the servants with the edge of the sword Mm -hmm. and I alone have escaped to tell you
0: Mm, again
2: (laughs) while he was still speaking another messenger also came and said your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's home and suddenly a great wind came from across the desert and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they died Mm. and I alone have
0: escaped to Again, that's about the fourth time. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Then
2: Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Pay attention
0: to what Job said. Job did not say, uh, forget God. Job did not say, uh, I'm mad at God. Like many people, as I was sharing this Sunday school class, are walking around talking about, I'm mad at God. Have you experienced this? Type of persecution in your life. I have a question for you: Have any of us experienced this magni- magnitude, this kind of persecution in our life? But you have a lot of angry people mm-hmm. that the first statement what comes out of their mouth Amad- is, "I'm mad at God." Yes. Go ahead. Let's listen to what David um, Job said. Verse twenty.
2: Then Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head in mourning for the children. And he fell to the ground and worshiped God. Worship
0: God. He fell to the ground and worshiped God.
2: He said, naked without possessions, I came into this world from my mother's womb and naked I will return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God.
0: Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can you repeat that wherever you are? Blessed be be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to repeat that again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Maybe you're going through some tough times, some persecution. Something is going on that you are not happy about. But open your mouth and declare worship and praise yes, to God. Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because in the realms of the spirit, you don't know what is plain. Mm-hmm. Look at this innocent man that God wanted to take glory out of his life. Satan himself has gone into the heavens. hallelujah, to check Job where his heart was with God. Because the first word that came out of say asthma to God was he's serving you because you have blessed him richly good. Mm. That was the richest person on earth back then, I believe. And God said, no, that is not the reason why. The man deeply lost me. Can God get that type of testimony from you? Oh that is why you might be experiencing this tough time, this persecution in your life? Can God get that type of testimony from your sorrows? Can God get that type of testimony from your pain? Can God get that type of a testimony? God knew the heart of Job and said, well, I'll give you the permission to touch the blessing, but don't touch the man's life. Because I know this man deeply really loves me. and." Job proved that to Satan. Mm-hmm. Job proved it when the persecution was going on. He bowed down and worshiped and blessed the name of the Lord. But that is a sign of being processed. Process causes costs costs what? Maintenance. Mm-hmm. When we go through the process, when God takes us to a process, to process us for the blessing, what do I mean by process? You're cooking when you're about to cook, you it goes through a process. You get the ingredients together, and you light you lit the fire of your stove to start cooking the meal. Yeah. And it turns out to be the right meal that you are looking for. And you begin to eat it. And you declare that, yes, this is good. I was, I was enjoying our first lady's um holiday uh cooker for the for the for the veterans day and i was like yes this is tasty this beans tastes good and i keep on saying it as i enjoyed it it has gone through the process and the meal has come out to taste good using David' perse- persecution experience <coughs> god allows it to process us <coughs> for the blessing i think i need a little bit of water to process us for the blessing. David had to be processed <coughs> for the throne so that he can maintain the throne. God had to take you to a process so that you can maintain the blessing that He blesses with. <coughs> blesses you with excuse me. We are able to maintain the blessings when we know the source. <coughs> when we know the source of the blessing. Hallelujah. Meaning who gave us the blessing and what it took to receive it. <coughs> Processing gives us <coughs> gives us the um gives us uh, the knowing. <coughs> Thank you. Processing gives us the knowing that we are able to identify with the
2: source,
0: the source and not the the blessing.
1: Uh
0: And we also uh, know what it took, if you have to go through all that, to receive the blessing, what it took to receive the blessing, hallelujah. So that is what processing brings to our life. God allowing the persecution of David. Prove to David that he can protect him. Yes. God proved to David that he can protect him. And that also applies to us. When God brings us out of a persecutory situation, we are able to testify and we are able to know the power and the mind of God to protect us. David had in this persecution David's heart was tested mm-hmm. so we also go through a persecutory situation and God uses as us a test to test our heart to show where our heart is whether for God or we are in it for the blessing whether we are we have come to God really deep down our heart that we love him mm-hmm. and want to obey and abide in him mm-hmm. or that we are looking for the blessing. Mm-hmm. And God testified about Job because God knew deeply how Job loved him. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you keep reading the chapters afterwards, Job's own wife and three friends went it, it, this blessing did not end there. This uh, <clears throat> blessing that was taken, that we read, did not end there. But in subsequent chapters, if you read the book of Job, his whole body broke out and sauce. Mm. He lost everything. Yeah. His wife walked up to him and said, why don't you curse God and die? Mm. Likewise, his three good friends. Would that be the testimony? Or we're going to still hold down to our faith. Hallelujah. These same experiences apply to us. Sometimes when God blesses us, many of us, we run away. Many of us, God bless us, and we run away. We receive the blessing, and we forsake our relationship with God. Test of your heart. Hallelujah. This is why God tells our heart and takes us through a process before we receive the blessing, so that the blessing will not come to destroy our relationship with God, but the blessing will come to strengthen our relationship with God, that we know that God, I felt sick, God healed me, I was broke, but God blessed me. I'll always remember God for what he has done. Blessing me. I'll always remember God for what He has done, healing me. Yes. I'll always remember God for what He has done, yes. making a way of escape, escape for me. Hallelujah. Our heart is tested through the persecutions that God allows to hit us. God used the persecution of King Saul on David's life to test his faith mm-hmm. and the anointing on. David's life, mm-hmm. hallelujah. Yes. You have something that God has put in you. Mm-hmm. And so God uh, stretches you out so that that which God has put in you will come to manifestation so that you will apply what God has put in you. Yes. God pushes you through a situation to stretch you out. Maybe you don't know certain things in you, mm-hmm. but when God takes you through a persecutory process, you are able to come to yourself and begin to pull out of what God has already put in you oh to apply. Hallelujah. Nakasha okay. to apply. Necessity is the mother of all inventions. Okay. Have you heard about that? Necessity is the mother of all inventions. When we come to a place where there's no hands helping us, there's nobody around us, we are able to move into our God-given ability. We tap into our God-given resource, yes, yes. The power of God over our lives, the anointing to begin to bring forth out what God has put in us. And David's faith was tested. Hallelujah. His trash and he believing God. Would you still be trusting and believing in God? Can God still be happier about you when you are going through a tough time, a crisis or a situation? This is why the wilderness experience is a necessity in our relationship with God, a place of dryness, a place of lack, a place of tough time, a place of a persecutory situation, a crisis that God allows in our relationship. sometimes, when your faith is in the blessing you give the enemy a, 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 a chance to hit you because when your blessings is in your husband your faith is in your husband your wife your riches your blessing your children that attracts satan's attack over where your faith is hallelujah but when your faith and your trust is in God satan cannot win the battle over your soul. And that is the, the, the conversation that went on behind the scene concerning Job and God. Hallelujah. Job and God. Wherever our faith is, that's where the devil attacks the most. That's what I'm trying to let you understand. So it, it, the, the, this place of dryness or situations refines our heart and takes us out of apprenticeship into a place of activation, activation. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Our hearts are refined doing that. So I said, necessity is the matter of all invention. And we come out of a place of apprenticeship and we activate, hallelujah, Amen. what God has put in us. How did David deal with the difficulties and the persecutions from Saul? Hallelujah. What do we learn from this persecution? He identified with his position in God as a child of God. And that's why I say his, his, his faith and his anointing, anointing of God upon his life. He had been anointed by God as the king. David was anointed in his teenage years, and he was also anointed after the persecution when it was time for him <coughs> to assume the throne. But depending on his experiences, David knew he was a child of God by depending on his experiences, by killing the bear with his bear hands, by killing a lion with his bare hands. When these wild animals attacked the sheep of his father, when he had been appointed as the shepherd, the power of God, David testified, came over him to kill these wild strong animals. Hallelujah. Can you even imagine what type of a weapon would kill a lion or a bear? But the power of God came over him, and he was able to tear these animals into pieces to get that ship out of this animal's mouth. And the same power came over him to kill Goliath. And the same power came over him to kill Goliath. Hallelujah. We also should know who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Children of God, saved by the blood of Jesus. Victory through this persecution. We always have to know who we are as children of God saved by the blood of Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter chapter 1 verse 3 to 9. If you go there, you could read that. And also, Psalm 59, David wrote a psalm. Let's look at Psalm 59, verse 9. It says, Oh God, my strength, I will watch for you, for God is my stronghold, my refuge, my protector, my high tower. So, Psalm 59, David testified about the goodness of God. Let's uh, move on. David's secret can be ours also through Christ. Amen. David's secret can be ours also through Christ. Read Psalm 59 for your benefit. David's secret can be ours also through Jesus Christ. Pray for your enemies who God uses as an instrument of persecution. Pray for them. If God is using anybody to persecute you, pray for them. For the breakthrough, pray for the persecution. Uh, the, The instrument, your enemies are an instrument of persecution God uses mm-hmm. for you to receive the breakthrough. The breakthrough mm-hmm. is the blessings. So pray for these enemies instead of focusing on those enemies. Mm-hmm. Pray them. Keep them in your prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. Because by focusing on your enemies who are an instrument God is using to be a breakthrough or a blessing, your energy will deplete but to keep your joy and your strength. The word of the Lord said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Let us pray for the instrument, the enemies, those that we have identified as enemies that are lying about us, that are gossiping about us, that are going all around spreading false information about us. Pray for them. Because for all you know, God is using them as a, an instrument of persecution Mm -hmm. so that you will receive your blessings. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48. Could you read that? Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48.
2: You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love that is unselfishly, seek the best or higher good for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may show yourselves to be children of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on those who are evil and on those who are good and makes a rain fall on the righteous, those who are morally upright, and the unrighteous, the unrepentant, and those who oppose him. For if you love only those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do that? And if you greet only your brothers, wishing them God's blessing and peace, what more than others are you doing? Yes. Do not even the Gentiles who do not know the Lord do that? You, therefore, will be perfect, growing into spiritual maturity, both in mind and character, actively integrating godly values into your daily life as you, as your heavenly father, is perfect.
0: Hallelujah. When David had a chance to kill Saul, he did not, oh because God. he realized that he was an anointed child of God. Hallelujah! Amen. But God gave the number one enemy of David into his hands, mm-hmm. but David did not kill Saul. Amen. Why? Now Saul is blessing David, and we see in uh, First Samuel chapter twenty-four Saul now blessing David. Your God, God will cause your enemies to bless you yes. if you pray for them. Hallelujah! If you pray for them, if you commit them into the hands of the Lord, your enemies will turn around and bless you. David says, "For Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies." Hallelujah! And so, whatever the enemy meant for bad, God will turn it around for your good. I should pray for your enemies. I should pray for those who God is allowing to persecute you, to move you to to that great level of supernatural blessing, provision, and supply. If we let God fight our battles, our enemies will fall into their own trap. King Saul what? Fell into his own trap as he persecuted and chased after David to kill him. Likewise, in the book of Esther, Haman, who had purpose to kill and obliterate the, the Jews, <coughs> God caused him to fall in his own gallows that he had built for the destruction of uh, the Jews. And even Mordecai, God caused Haman to be hanged in his own gallows. Where God sent and directs, he protects. Where God sends and directs, he protects. This is why bad things happen to good people. If you ever had a a question, why do people ask that question? Why do bad things happen to good people? This message is an answer to that question. God bless you. The reason why bad things happen to good people. God bless you. I want to pray for you if you are going through any season of persecution. I ask the strength of the Lord over your life, the grace and the favor and the hand of God upon your life, whoever you are. King David said thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yet though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. I pray that your heart will be filled with the knowing that God is with you because the world says he will not leave us or forsake us. Mm-hmm. That in time of persecution, in time of trials, in time of challenging tough times, you will have the awareness and the knowing that God is with you. And but it's just a season God is using to move you to the next level of blessing, to the next level of abundance. to the next level of increase, to the next level of expansion, to the next level of multiplication. God is using those situations to put you on a throne to reign. And I pray that your heart will be filled with that knowing. The Holy Ghost gives you joy and strength, even as these trial times, God is using to build you. God bless you. Give you strength. The grace and the anointing of God be released over your life. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Okay. We have been talking about the love of God through our Sunday school uh, uh, studies uh, all throughout this okay. month, okay. even as we are going through. But I want to give you the grace, open, uh, 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 let this time be a time of grace okay. for you to connect with Christ. Maybe, you have strained from your belief and your faith in God because of some persecution you are experiencing, okay. you, you, your, your decision and statement have been, i mad at God, forget God and you have walked away okay. from the things of God. I'm giving this time of grace that we will rededicate our life back to God to connect back with him. It says he will, he will bring what? Morning, at the end of what darkness, at the end of the sorrow, he will bring what joy, and there will there will be light. Good morning, there will be a morning at the end of the darkness. Have you realized that anytime it's dark, the first thing we see is morning. Mm-hmm. We go to sleep and. In- Or you say, I don't know this Jesus you are talking about. I'll give you this chance to uh, experience his love in your life. If you want to pray this prayer one after one after the other, as our leaders to pray this salvation prayer, show that the love of God will fill our heart. And also we shall obtain eternal glory, eternal life life good life here on earth and life with our maker because everyone will face judgment and the number one question will be asked is what did you do with jesus what did you do with jesus Repeat this prayer after me, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I thank you for dying on the cross. I thank you for dying on the cross. To save me from my sins. To save
2: me from my sins.
0: Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank
2: you for forgiving me of my
0: sins. I know that you are the son of God.
2: I know that you are the son of God. I
0: invite you into my heart.
2: I invite you into my heart. To
0: be my Lord and personal Savior. To be my Lord
2: and personal and Savior. And I'll
0: serve you, dear Jesus. And I
2: will serve you, dear Jesus. For the rest of my life. For the rest of my
0: life. I declare you saved if you have repeated and said this prayer in faith and in sincerity. Mm-hmm. If you really believe in this prayer, I declare you saved. And angels in the heavens are rejoicing for your salvation. Well, your name has been written. The most important part in the Lamb's Book of Life. That is the book that God is going to be using to determine who goes into hell, the lake of fire, and who inherits heaven. The Lamb's Book of Life. You never heard about that? Take your Bible, read Revelation chapter 20, verse 13 onwards, to educate yourself about that. Hallelujah. So that when People are making the statement like there's no hell or there's no lake of fire. You will know exactly if that's true or not. Your word will let you know. Well, we also open the doors of Lightweight Church of God in Christ online. Um, you could send us a word, send us a, a, an email message that you were saved and that we'll continue to pray with you and, and also strengthen so that you will be strengthened in your new salvation in Christ. Look for the word of God. If you need a Bible, let us know. We'll send you a brand new Bible. And read the Gospels. Go all the way to the New Testament and read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It it talks mostly about this Christ that you have saved in your heart to strengthen and build your faith and your belief in your salvation. God bless you. Till we meet again next Sunday, first Sunday
2: amen amen what a powerful powerful message amen and if you're just tuning in right now go ahead and catch the replay and make sure you have your pen and notepad um, as you take notes because it will definitely bless your life amen at this time it is time for giving amen the bible says god loves a cheerful giver amen and maybe you may be in this situation where you are in a season that you are believing God to make a way of escape. That yes. is your need that you will wrap your seed around. Lord, make Not a enough. way of escape for me. But you know what? Even as God is making a way of escape, even as Pastor Daniel has so wonderfully spoken about, you know, God is always doing something in us. Amen? He, he's strengthening us. He's stretching us. So as he's making a way of escape, it, it's something that he's doing in your life as well. Yes. So go ahead and wrap your need around that seed. Um, you can go to lightweightchurch.com. You can sow your seed there or you can do um, one of my favorite ways, um, which is text again. And the number is 833-901-2082. Yes. 833-901-2082. I want to pray for you as you are sowing your seed. I want to pray for you as you feel stuck I want to pray for you as you feel like you are just trapped in this season that you're trying to get Ahead, but just seems like one thing after another after another keep on coming. I want to pray for you as you are sowing your seed. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the seeds that are yes. going forth, Father. planted on this good ground Amen. this morning, Father. I thank you for your people that are sowing this morning, Father. I ask that you look upon every need that they have, Father. Breathe upon every situation, Father, they are facing this morning, Father. I thank you for turnaround. <laughs> Father, I thank you for making a way of escape for your people that that situation, that adversity, that challenge, that situation that was meant for them to throw in the towel, Father, you are turning it around in their favor, Father, mm-hmm. strengthen your people to stand still to know that you are God, that you will not fail them, and that you are with them. Father, we even thank you for those who do not have to give. Oh, Father, blow upon their finances, increase, abundance, and overflow. That the next time we gather, they will have a seed to sow into your kingdom. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. 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 I want Amen. to invite you um, to pray with us, Lightway Church of God in Christ. We meet Monday, Tuesday, <coughs> Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, and the number we call is 515-50. I'm sorry. 515-603-5632. 515-603-5632. Prayer changes things. My God. Prayer changes things. Not only does prayer change things, prayer changes you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Prayer changes you so that you can move into the best you that God has called you to be in all of his glory. Hallelujah. We meet at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So go ahead and join us. But come with the spirit of expectation. Amen. Come knowing that even as you pray, the Bible says, the prayers of the righteous man availeth much. Come knowing that even as you pray, something's about to shift in your favor come as you pray knowing that god is about to turn your situation around yes you he's going to turn your situation around well it has been a blessing coming to you um today with the word of god yeah. pastor do you have any vision no that's good yeah. amen god well you. god bless you and we will meet you next, next week next sunday same time same place right here on facebook go ahead and tell
1: a friend be blessed